Blog Talk Radio. Stand by. Stand by, please. Okay, praise the Lord and welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio Ministries.com. It's an honor to be here uh, with my listening audience, and I want to thank thank all those who support this ministry. Um, it's not easy to teach the things that I say. I I submitted to the Lord, and I know a lot of people think that I'm some militant person. No, I'm about righteousness and the Word of God when I teach. I've always had a, a desire in my heart through experiences to deal with a principality of the spirit of racism. But tonight, we're going to deal with something that a lot of churches don't even talk about, that most carnal Christians, carnal Christians of TV watchers, watch the news, follow politics, those are carnal Christians, like to go to entertain, go out to dinner, feed me, go to church, say hallelujah, praise the Lord, read the Bible about 15 minutes, and then go back doing the worldly things. Uh this is for the sufferance of the righteous, and this is a very uncomfortable topic to certain Christians. I have found out that through sufferance brings me humility, and humility brings me to trust God. And I pray that this message tonight will get out to you. Uh, I want to say this, too, before I start. As an American citizen, I don't get in involved in politics. I'm not a politician. I'm a deliverance minister. And I happen to be doing a lot of different teachings. But we will be going back to deliverance. God has moved upon my heart to tell people about what's going on with this presidency and things. These are principalities of forces of darkness trying to take your democracy. The Federal Appeals Court ruled today that Mr. Trump is not under immunity. He's just citizen Donald Trump. Look how long it took to get that fight. He's trying to stall. So we're going to be coming up against stalling spirits when we pray against all evil principalities in your countries. Whatever country you are, we're setting up a date to organize where we can pray for every nation. And you email whatever problem that your nation has. If it's English, I can receive it. If it's in Hebrew, I can receive it because I can get, give it to Sister Ruthie. If it's in Finland, I can give it to Brother Tommy. If it's German, I can give it to Sister Durden. Uh, if it's in some language, I hope that it's uh, we implemented to me where I can understand it in English. Amen? Because Satan is moving in these last days. And uh, thank God for God's word. Thank that God's word warns us about everything. The Bible is a complete book that can keep us in God and in life for eternity. I'd like to also let you know that suffering is a swap off. Suffering is an exchange for eternal life. And I will definitely show you scriptures about that. I don't like suffering. But I tell you, when I suffer, I don't get mad at God. I bring scriptures that, that comfort me. I understand what I'm going through because I'm older. I'm 60. 62 i've been with the lord for what 40 something years so i can i do have a picture of the purpose for suffering now 
The Bible says your sin will call you out in Numbers chapter 32, verse 23. There's a difference between suffering from sin or suffering as a relationship to a believer with God. When a person suffers like that, there's a very beautiful scripture in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 18 through 20. For what critic is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. And this is a mystery because the church today, most churches that you go to don't teach about suffering. The, the, uh, what's in the Bible? The, what does the Bible say about suffering? Sufferings for doing good, the Christian and his suffering, present trials. We're going to use the exchange to show you uh, the rich man's Lazarus. We'll show you also the exchange in Matthew 19, 21 through 24, when Jesus says, Leave all your possessions and follow me, and I'll give you treasures of heaven. He didn't want it. So suffering is a benefit. It, it, it makes us more stronger, and it gives us the mind of Christ, which is another revelation to an individual person. Uh, for babies, that people who just get born again and say, the Lord don't put people through that. This is the sufferings are basically for mature Christians who are going through something for some reason for humility in order to God give you some authority through the anointing, not for uh, pride's sake or for money's sake, but for the pleasing of, of Jesus. And so I hope that this will be a, a blessing to you. I'm going to have to go scripture by scripture because I've been having some emails and the people tell me, you, you know, I go too fast or we can't keep up with you. So what I'm going to do is go very slow. It may take four or five sessions to get out of this if I do that, but it's just for the person to learn. That's the purpose. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus, how God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Lord, use me as your oracle. Allow the power of the Holy Spirit to speak through me. We come up against every satanic operation, every satanic oppression area to try to oppress us. We send the forces of darkness back to the sin in the name of Jesus. And Father, I know that by faith, the Holy Spirit will use my tongue as your oracle. And we give all honor and glory to you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're talking about the sufferings of the righteous. Christianity's primal sufferings and persecution. The Bible says that. Faithfulness to God does not guarantee believers freedom from troubles, pain, and suffering. There's a misconception. And this is why I am personally, personally agree with no prosperity doctrine. You so rich, you can't suffer. We're going to see men in the Bible and how they suffered. And what God says about us in this area that is unpleasing to the Christian ear, it is very sad to know that Christians will hear certain topics of the doctrine of the Lord, but not all of them. Uh, this is going to not be probably not a, too many people want to hear this. But they should, because 
this is applicable for your development as a Christian. When we go through these trials, that's boot camp to me. That's going through a test. That's how I look at it. It's uncomfortable. No one said it is comfortable. But it is a definite necessity, and we have to as Christians. Let's look at this. God does not guarantee believers freedom from trouble, pain, and suffering in their lives. I want you to turn to Acts chapter 28, and we're going to go to 28 verse 16, 16, 6, 28, verse 16, okay, let's go to verse 15, Acts 28, 15, and from there, when the brethren heard of it, they came to meet us as far as Apali, formed and the three leavens whom when Paul saw, thanked God, and looked courage. And when we came to Rome, R-O-M-E, in certain, in the, uh, the Roman centurion, centurion, delivered the prisoner of the captain of the God by Paul who suffered to dwell by himself with a soldier that kept him. Paul suffered. Now, Paul wrote one-third of the New Testament. God called Paul the anointing to teach the Gentiles and Peter the anointing to teach the Jews. And we see here that Paul, he had to suffer. In fact, Jesus taught that we are to expect it. That's right. Let's, let's look at this. John 16, 1. We're supposed to expect it. We're going Bible. Bible. John 16, 1. We ain't doing no talking. We're going Bible. Let the Bible. People need to listen to the Bible, not nobody's oratorical speaking. I'm just saying Bible. We're going Bible. We'll let the Bible talk. John 16, uh, 1 through 4. These things have I spoken unto you, that you should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogue. Yea, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he does God's service. And these things will they do unto you, because they have not known the Father, nor me. That's getting, being martyrism, a martyr. You don't hear this in no church. This is in the Bible. But these things have I told you that when these shall come, ye may remember that I told you them. And these things I said, not unto you at the beginning, because was with you. Christ said that. That's very, very powerful. And in uh, verse 33, things have I spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. Now this is the word of Jesus Christ saying that we should have tribulation. Why is it that the church always teaches that everything's going to be shiny and sunny? Boy, when I listen to this crook, <laughs> Joel Osteen, he make like heaven is earth. 
Jesus said these things now. We're going to have tribulation, but Christians don't want. So what do you do to position yourself to accept this? Is to humble yourself and allow God's word to become processed in your life. If Jesus said we need this, then we need it. This is in red writing in John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world, ye shall have tribulation, T-R-I-B-U-L-A-T-I-O-N. But be of good courage, I have overcome the world. So we're going to, going to have a tribulation that's not being taught in church. See, pastors don't want you to know that because they're lying to you. We must suffer. We have to live, uh, the Lord said, without holiness, no man can see God. We have to meditate day and night. That's a lot that the Bible tells us that we have to do. We don't have time to be not doing what the Word says. And pastors don't teach this to nobody. And they should. I ain't never heard a pastor teach, well, Pastor Wayne talk about suffering because that's why I learned it from, trials and tribulations. Man, he would really teach us how to endure trials and tribulations. Any trial can come into your life. Your car can be broke down. I got a trial in my life right now. My heater went out on me. Okay, I trust the Lord last week. So I said, let me go back to my military uh, way. Let me just use this like I was in the Navy, a little small room, this big old house. I converted it like I was on a, in a little rack in the Navy. And I put that heater there, and I put that heater in the living room. I read my word. I slept there. I just prayed and glorified God. I didn't even worry about it. A friend of mine, a brother in the Lord, Brother Pittsburgh, He's from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I went to Pittsburgh with him. He's still a fan. I know him and his wife. He's retired from U.S. Airways, aircraft mechanic. And uh, he's a good, very, very wonderful, nice, bright brother, 72 years old. And he said, hey, man, I'm going to come by and look at your uh, heater. Praise God. It didn't bother me because I have been through so many trials. I don't worry about no money here. Sometimes the devil try to tempt my human thought because I desire the bills to get paid. And sometimes my for the Lord, how, that's you being human. And the purpose for the trials is to get us out of that. That brother came, opened up my uh, heater condenser, and spent the thing around and hit and pushed. He said it was it was stuck. It'll make me through this year. God got it allowed. So far, so good. Thank God, I I, I got Sister Taylor and I'm coming and I got it fixed. That's that's the Lord. I don't want to worry. I don't worry about nothing. I just deal with the situation. God is putting us through tribulations. He's putting us through things for a reason to develop us, and we don't realize that. Let's also go to Second Timothy chapter three, verse twelve. Second Timothy chapter three, verse twelve. Timothy. Chapter 3, verse 12. Okay. Ye all, I mean ye and, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Now, if you don't live righteously by Christ Jesus, which I told you earlier, a carnal Christian couldn't go through suffering. He's too carnal. He's in the he's in the he's in the politics. He's in the world. 
uh, he's skating, he's hunting, he's flying here, uh, he's back at the lodge, he's eating, reading 15 minutes, saying praise the Lord when he wants to, because uh, he really, he's really in the world. And when you're a Christian, not being identified as these scriptures that God says a Christian should suffer, let, let me, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me get this right. Second Timothy three twelve. Let me get let me get this right now. This is in the Bible. You don't hear this on the pulpit, which is sad. I'm so grateful the Lord told me to go through scripture by scripture by scripture. That is really giving me time to do a lot more studying because it took me. The Lord gave me this sermon in less than two minutes, two, less than twenty minutes. But I say this: ye and all that will live godly. Now, carnal Christians don't live godly. They're carnal. A carnal-minded man is the enemy against God, Romans 8, 6. But when you, it says, when you live godly, how do we live godly? Through Jesus Christ, in obedience to him. Ye and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution ye and all that will live godly in Jesus Christ godly in Jesus Christ shall suffer suffer persecution persecution right after Bible give me Bible that's how we're going to teach here in live deliverance we ain't talking. We're going to go scripture by scripture by scripture by scripture. The Bible provides numerous examples of godly people who experience significant amounts of sufferings for a variety of reasons. Joseph, King David, Job, Jeremiah, again, these men of God suffered. Joseph, David, Job, Jeremiah, and Paul. There are various reasons why believers suffer. Believers experience suffering as an ongoing consequences of the fall of Adam and Eve when sin entered the world. Pain, sorrow, conflict, and eternal death invaded the lives of all human beings. That's in Genesis chapter 3. Write this down. Genesis chapter 3, verse 16, verse 17, verse 18, and verse 19. Again, Genesis three sixteen through 19, because of sin. Paul affirmed this, whereby as by one man sin, sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death pass upon all men for that all have sinned it 
In fact, the whole created universe went into serious sinful affections and of years from the time of the new heaven unto the new earth because of corrupt sin. Jesus paid a price for us so that we could bypass sin. When we confess our fault, he's destined to forgive us for all unrighteousness. If it wasn't for that, we'd be in the world. Some believers suffer for the same reason that unbelievers do. Now, that's suffering for sin. You sow what you weep. Well, so then, so man sow it, that shall he weep. He that sow it to the flesh shall reap of the corruption of the flesh. He that sow it to the spirit shall live the to live of the spirit. And Galatians 6 now says, be ye not deceived. So some Christians are not suffering for righteousness. They're suffering from some sin or some things that they said or some judgmental towards somebody that lied and stole something then rigged somebody and stole somebody's money. You done done something, and you got to pay it back, and you call it suffering. Now, if you're schizophrenic, you can't determine whether you're suffering from the world of uh, persecution because you got two personalities, and you, God has to mend that so you can find your, your place in, in Christ Jesus. They are saved. But they need help. The Lord sent me there are some people with schizophrenia need to email me at overtonav1 at gmail.com. There are people who need some help with schizophrenia. Overtonav1 at gmail.com. Some believers suffer for the same reasons that unbelievers do, a consequences of their own actions. The principle of that whatsoever man sow it, that shall he also weep, Galatians 6, 7, applies as a general sense to everyone. If we drive our cars recklessly, we may get into serious accidents. If we are undisciplined in our eating habits, uh-oh, uh-oh, eating habits, we are likely to have serious health problems. God may use such sufferings as a mean of discipline, that we may achieve the peaceable fruits of righteousness. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3 to 11. And Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5. Hebrews. Several facts about God's discipline in that hardships and troubles allow us to suffer. They are signs that we are God's children. They are an assurance of God's love and concern for us. The Lord's discipline has two purposes, that we might not be finally condemned with the world, 1 Corinthians 11, 31 and 32, and B, that we might share God's holiness and continues to live sanctifying ourselves without which we have not seen the Lord. There are two possible consequences of the Lord's discipline. We may endure the hardship God leads us through submitting to God's will and to continue to remain us faithful. By doing this, we will continue to live as God's spiritual children and through holiness and would yield itself from the temptations of the world. So suffering has a lot to do with like that of Christ because you really have the mind of Christ. I don't like to suffer. But when I go through things, I pray. I just pray. I just pray in tongues. 
and I stay praying in tongues to get off. We are going to have trials and tribulations. Uh, that That's inedible. Believers also suffer, at least in the inner self, because they live in a sinful and a corrupt world. All around us are the effects of sin. We experience distress and anguish as we see the powers of the devil hold on us in so many of our lives. See, some of us suffer because we are oppressed with demonic spirits. And these demonic spirits are making you do things that you don't want to do. For that which I want to do, I hate. That's not a suffering. That's not suffering for, for righteousness sake. That's suffering for your own sins. A big, big, big difference. You can see Ezekiel 9, 4, Acts 17, 16, 2 Peter 2, 8. Let's, let's do uh, 2 Peter 2, 8. But the righteous man dwelleth among them in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. When you suffer, Christ suffered. You partake upon the mysteries of Christ because Christ is in you. And if you suffer, the Bible says rejoice that you suffer, that you're not suffering for sin. But you're suffering for the glory of God to manifest in you so that the Holy Spirit can live bright in you, that the Holy Spirit can give you power, peace, and tranquility. I, 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 I praise God for my trials that I went through. I got so much. I faith when my, just my uh, heater went out, I didn't even say, oh, Lord, what am I going to do? I've been through so many trials. I'm so used to it. I said, well, Lord, praise God. I already know he's going to come through. I, I mean, it. I said, well, Lord, I thank you. Get cold. Hit the devil. Come. Go away from me in the name of Jesus. But I still stood. I still stood. I still stood. Now, was that suffering? No, that was a trial. What's the difference between suffering and trials? If you suffer for sin, it has nothing to do with the kingdom of God. But you're doing good to a person. You're trying to minister to a person. They cuss you out. They don't spoke something bad about you. They don't even know you. That's suffering for righteousness sake is a big, big difference. Amen? Believers also suffer, at least in the inner selves. Believers suffer at the hands of the devil. Scriptures make it clear that Satan, as the god of his world. Now, if you're in the world system and you're suffering and you're a Christian, you really messed up. Because Jesus said the world would hate you. Why are Christians go back and forth double-minded? That's a foul bonus. That's a, 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 some as a form of schizophrenia there. No, they go backwards and forth, backwards and forth. They're with the Lord, they're not with the Lord. And that opens up a, uh, a door. Control of this present evil spirits. Now, let's look at this here. The devil, Satan and his followers, delight in persecuting believers. Those who love the Lord Jesus and his principles of truth and righteousness will be persecuted in their faith, in fact, such sufferings because of righteousness may be an indication of our genuine de devotion to Christ. Let's look at this here. Let, let me show you something. I'm going to read something to you right off the Bible. We don't understand the mysteries to this. I don't like suffering, but it's in the Bible. I can't say what I like. It's in the Bible, and I got to obey God and his word. I'm Bible. Blessed are they 
which are persecuted for righteousness sake. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Persecution will be the lot of all who seek the lives in harmony with the word of God for the sake of righteousness. Those who uphold God's standard and truth, justice and purity, and who at the same time refuse to compromise with the present evil society of their lifestyles are lukewarm believers, Revelation chapter 2, of, uh, Revelation chapter 2, verse, then uh, Revelation chapter uh, 3, 1 through 4, will undergo rejection and criticism, persecution and oppression comes after the world. John five fifteen nineteen. At the same form, those within the professing church, Acts 20, verse 31, 2 Corinthians 11, 3 through 15, uh, 2 Timothy 1, 15, when they experience this suffering, are to rejoice. Oh, and have mercy. Rejoice to those who suffer most God impart the highest blessings. See, they don't teach you that when you suffer, there's, that blessings come with it. The higher blessings, Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, the highest blessings, Second Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 5. Let's go there. Second Corinthians 1, 5. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, Christ in us, Christ is in us. He suffered 2,000 years ago, greater than he is in me. So he's in us. If he's in us, we have to partake of that suffering. But it's an exchange for eternal life. I will show that through the sixth series of this teaching. This is going to take a long, dissected time. i got to put time in this. God is telling me, put time in this. Teach people because they don't know nothing about what the Bible says about suffering because it ain't easy to pick up collection plate money. See? This year, no, I don't think I need to preach that, Dr. Wilmo. You know, he he a homosexual, and he, he, he may get offended with this. Uh, Sugar Mer Mother Merkin don't like suffering. She tied $300 a week. I, I just go ahead and just say something for make people sound good. Amen. Amen. Foolishness. We have to suffer. I don't want to, but we have to. Suffering. Throughout this letter, Paul emphasized that the Christian life includes both suffering sharing a partnership with Christ and suffering and the comfort of Christ that is in the age. Christ suffers with and for his people because of the trajectory of sin. Our suffering is not nearly a suffering because of disobedience, but it's often a suffering at the hand of Satan, the world and false believers as we share in the cost of Christ. Some of you are suffering for the wrong doctrine, you're not in the right doctrine of God's word. Some of you suffering because of your disobedience, or some of you suffering because you reject God and have pride in your life. There's many areas of suffering, but that ain't got nothing to do with suffering for righteousness sake. Righteousness sake. That 
is a mystery. I tell you, the Bible has a lot of stuff. Now, I'm going to show you some things. The Bible regards sufferings as a normal part of the suffering comes from the fact that we live in a fallen world, and this kind of suffering falls on Christians. Jesus carries us through sufferings. The first followers of Jesus consisted experience suffering for the sake of Jesus in Jerusalem. That's an act. Now, that's a different suffering. That's, that's, that's a suffering that gets God's attention. But you may not understand what the purpose of it for. Acts chapter 8, verse 1, King James Version. And Saul was consulting his death. And at the time, there was a great persecution against the church. That's suffering. Was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the region of Judah and Samaria except the apostles. Great persecution. Let's go to Galatians 3, 4. It's, it's Christians have to suffer. That's in the Bible. Galatians chapter 3, verse 4, King James Version. Ye have suffered so many things in vain. See there? If it be in vain, 3, verse 5, he therefore that ministers to you the spirit and worketh miracles among you. Doesn't he it by the word of the law or by the hearing of faith? So ye, he says here ye suffering many things in vain, if it be in vain. So you can suffer, but it may not be for righteous sake. But if you do suffer and you're not doing it in vain, look, look what happens you get. You, the spirit, worketh miracles among you. There are blessings that come with suffering. Let's look at uh, Colossians chapter 1, verse 29 on suffering. King James Version, Colossians chapter 1, verse 29. Preach, warning every man and teaching every man in the wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus, whereunto I also labor, striding according to his work, which worketh in me mightily. And then... We read the whole thing. Now we're going to read Colossians chapter 1. There you go. 59. Wait a minute. One minute. Colossians. Wait, wait, one minute. Philippians. I think it's. I think it's Philippians. Wait a minute. Let me get it. I got to find it. Suffer for righteousness sake. 
Philippians 1.27. I got it. I missed it. Bear with me. Bible falling apart, y'all. I don't want to change it. I put too much notes in this one. Philippians 1.27. Ah, took a little minute, but I got it. Philippians chapter 1. Paul here tells us that we must suffer the privilege of suffering. You won't say that in no prosperity church. Only let your conversations be as it becomes the gospel of Jesus or the gospel of Christ. Whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affair that ye stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and in nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evoked token of perdition but to you of salvation and that of God. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Now that's us as Christians, but it is an exchange. And I'll show you some exchanges to this. When you suffer for righteousness, God will reward you. Now, I'm going to show you how this exchange is because I'm going to use the rich man Lazarus as an example of God and the exchange with this. Okay, let's go to Luke chapter 16, verse 19 through 31. 16. Okay, this is the swap off. Luke sixteen nineteen. There was a certain rich man at prosperity, though suffering with that. See, when you're in the prosperous business, you ain't been taught to suffer because you got a wrong concept of God. You didn't get that out the Bible. You just they just plugged that prosperity and gave you some scriptures for obedience. And you think that's God's will that you don't have to suffer. Well, you mm-mm, all have to suffer. Let's look at the trade-off now. There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple fine linen and fine sustumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which he was at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs, a poor man which fall from the rich man's table. See, if you're rich, you ain't going to want to suffer. So what? You go to the island, you do this, you do that. That's why I don't want to be rich. Not that type of rich. And desire to be fed in the crumbs which fell on the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died, carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. That man suffered. Poor people, that man suffered. He was carried into Abraham's bosom now because he suffered. The dogs licked his sores. That's suffering. Well, Pastor Open, why? I don't know why. Ask Jesus. Jesus says it. I'm doing it. The rich man also died and was burned. Uh Uh-oh. And in hell, 
See, if you don't go through trials and tribulations and suffering, you ain't, you ain't coming to heaven. This man ain't thinking about no, he was eating fine, looking good. God couldn't get his attention. And some of you people in that prosperity ministry haven't learned anything about suffering. You're going straight to hell with that gospel and that preacher over here talking about everything's good. We have to suffer for righteousness. That's in his doctoral order that was written by the Holy Ghost. And in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in tormented, in torments. Oh, have mercy. And seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in the bosom. He cried and said, Father, Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of my finger in water. Cool my tongue, for I am in torment in this flame. In this flame. Man, I can't go there. I can't do I can't go there. Look at the sacrifice. Now I'm gonna show you. That's one reward for suffering. Now watch this. Go to Mark chapter ten, verse twenty eight. Mark chapter 10, and go 28, the reward of sacrifice. The church system ain't nothing like the Bible. They don't teach this. They teach certain parts. I teach everything in the Bible. This thing should be packed right now. They got zero audience. Who know? Later on, people come through and it'll pick up at the end of the week. But you need to learn this. Look at this reward. Mark chapter 10, verse 28. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lord, we have left all and have followed thee. And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house, materialistic things, brother, physical family, sister, physical family, or father, physical family, or mother, physical family, or wife, helpmate, or children, heirs of your wife and husband, of land, your house, your real estate, your property, for my sake and the gospel. He used all that and said, for my sake, for the gospel. People are caught up into it. You got to suffer. Then he says, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time, house and brother and sister and mother and children and lands, with persecution, here's the trade-off, with persecution and in this world to come, eternal life. Matthew chapter 10, verse 28 to verse 30. That's the trade-off. It's all in the Bible, this, this wonderful trade-off. Let's look at Luke 18, 18. And uh, also, let's look at Matthew. Let's go to Matthew nineteen twenty-one. A trade-off. Matthew Matthew nineteen twenty. Then the young man said unto him, All these things okay, let's go uh where Jesus and the rich ruler also in Matthew nineteen, eighteen through nineteen, he's still keeping the Sabbath right there. But he had a conversation. 
and behold, let's go to Matthew 19:16. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? You remember I told you the exchange? Watch this. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one that is God. This is Jesus giving honor to his Father. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. That's the old commandments and the new ones, too, he gave us, and the Sabbath. He didn't get rid of none of them. He said, keep them. He said unto him, which Jesus says, thou shalt not do murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man said unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What's like it I yet? Watch this exchange now. Jesus answered him, If thou will be perfect, go and sell all that thou hast given to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven, and come after and follow me. Treasures in heaven. Creflo Dollar, sell that house. Sell them planes for Christ so you can have treasures in heaven and live normal. If you don't, you can go to hell like Lazarus, the rich man. See, rich people go to hell. You don't think these rich pastors, they're doing all kinds of stuff in the world. I don't want to be friendship with the world. I don't want to be like T.D. Jakes. I don't want to be next to no rapper. Rapper don't represent Christ Jesus. I represent Christ Jesus. I represent his word. I believe in his word. I don't like the de- I don't like the demon of racism. That's the worst demon of all. I hate I hate that racism demon. That racism demon. I don't like no demon, but the racism demon, the worst of all demons. I don't like eternal life. Eternal life. That's the swap off. So when we struggle and when we go through temptations, we have to discern. Lord, is this uh, the sin I've done? Because the Bible says your sin will call you out. That's what we said earlier. We have to ask the Lord that. But if, you, if you're suffering for righteousness, you will definitely get a benefit out of, out of it. Paul, we're going to look at it uh, tomorrow. That Paul, on our next segment, Paul went through horrific sufferings. Followers of Jesus should not be surprised and be caught off guard by suffering. That's in First Peter 4.12. To endure sufferings without compromise and integrity. Second Timothy 4.5. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 19. We must love their, those who persecute us and pray. That, we have to learn that. A lot of Christians ain't got that down. Matthew 5.43 and 47. We are to renounce any intentions to take revenge, because revenge belongs to the Lord. Sometimes we have to suffer for things that we haven't done on your job. They, they see Christ in you. Don't let that get upset. It's greater than he that's in me than he that's in the world. I suffer from both ends, because I teach the word of God. I, 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 don't, I suffer for the word of God. Say, I say that, that Donald Trump ain't saved. He's not saved. People get mad at that. I'm standing up for the word of God. So when you suffer... Remember, it's for a trial and tribulation. We're going to continue this off tomorrow. And we're going to look at uh, 
God's relationship to the suffering believer. Amen. We're going to pick up with God's relationship to the suffering believer tomorrow. And we're also going to get present trials and tribulations and the Christian and his sufferings in 1 Peter 4.12. We'll look at that. And we'll go through some more scriptures before we wrap this series up. And then we'll go back to our marriage seminar. This coming Saturday, we may have service at 8 o'clock. I'm doing one service Saturday. Your natural mind, your fleshly thinking cannot hear God using your mind. It's not, you, it doesn't work like that. And we're going to give you scriptures for that. I pray that this has been a blessing to you here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio Ministries. Please so seed to keep us on air at www.livedeliverance.com. If I have stepped on people's toes, I'm sorry. I got to teach the truth. Our country is at risk with satanic forces using another political party to subdue ordinary Christians and people here that don't know what the devil is doing in the heavens. We need to really open up our eyes and pray for this nation. We are going through a serious, serious deep time in American history. Uh, laws that no U.S. president has ever tried to push to its limits. We cannot, as born-again Christians, vote for a man to tell people to drink Clorox bleach when they had the, the virus first kicked off six, seven years ago. We cannot have a man in office that says he's going to use civil team six to assassinate any of his political leaders. We don't need a president that's going to be in office that says he's going to be a dictator for one day. We don't need a president who him and his father had a secret civil rights lawsuit of discrimination against black people in 1974. They cleared that up in another one in 1996. He has lost all federal appearance case. He's tried to claim that presidential immunity was struck down. As I told you a couple of days ago, watch when this go to the state whooping Supreme Court. They're going to rule in Trump's favor because of this biased system that we have. Watch what I tell you. I, I guarantee you the written law is so clear in the lower case. course, says that this man is incapable of being presidency. And it's so sad that me as a Christian got to shoot this cause after I get through teaching the word because we got dumb, ignorant Christians that can't test the spirit at all, that don't want to pray to God and ask God, Lord, this, they know that man's wrong. This is the forces of evil even taking carnal Christians involved with the ride. God bless you. Thank God for the Lord case. He's not immune. He's a citizen. That's an insurrection. We don't need a president like that. If you do, get ready for civil war in the United States. God bless you. Go to W and pray that that doesn't happen. Uh, uh, just please pray that that doesn't happen. That's something that we should never see. But if we keep dangling the rabbit with this evil man that so-called born-again carnal Christians claim that it's of God, it's nothing but some wicked foolishness from Satan. It is a diversion for you to trust in a human man and his policy and not trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Lord wants Christians to suffer, to suffer for his sake that he'll meet your needs. He doesn't want us being in the world and being tied up with the ideologies of a particular political party. Jesus said, come out from among them and be separate, say the Lord, and touch not that unclean thing. God bless. Please go to www.livedeliverance.com and sow a seed on the left-hand side. We, Since I've been hitting the truth, been getting very few offerings, but I'm not going to compromise. The Lord tell me to hit it. I'm going to open up. I'm going to speak the truth. Uh, we are, this country is at some serious issues. There was a civil rights a, a, a defense a, a bill for Ukraine. 
for the border, most conservative bill, even the uh, uh, Mitch McConnell wrote it up, and because Donald Trump called him and said, don't pass the bill, this is pathetic. People, please, go and do what you've got to do in prayer. If you're totally connected by Christ, only you can have the righteous. Can God hear our prayers? I'm only righteous through the blood of Jesus. Go and pray for your nations wherever you're at. Satan is really moving. I want all Christians of any race and every race be quiet about Israel. It's not your job. Don't you say nothing about Israel. You ain't got nothing to do with what's going on. God takes care of Israel. So don't call any of you call me and tell me uh, anything about the Palestinians. God bless them. They're human. They're created in the image of God. I am not judging Israel, okay? Israel got attacked. This has been going on for years. There is no two-state solution. The Bible never said that. That is nowhere in the Bible that God promised the children of Israel a two-stated country. Great Britain needs to pray for its repentance for annexing that when Great Britain's called had control empire over Israel. Israel became a nation in 1941. God says, bless those who bless Israel and curse those who curse Israel. Genesis 12, 2 and 3. Our prayers go out to the Palestinians, those who are innocent. Only God can correct this and only the power of prayer. So please stay and humble and pray and pray for that God intervene in these problems that we have in this country of America, this political dysfunction parties, parties that have lies, using AI intelligence, showing that Trump is at some uh, union, no union bags him up. This is a liar, a failure. He's failed in every federal case to get immunity. Now it's going to the slave walkers. You're going to see that whoop getting popped to put him back on track. Watch what I tell you. The Republican Party is controlled by Donald Trump. This is political. No political, no president should implement uh, Supreme Court justice in their party because it balances until you go in office, he going off. They should have a separate panel away from that. The ethics of the Supreme Court is horrible. Mr. Clarence Thomas hasn't paid his taxes in 2016. He owed $267,000. But he can get to go on lavish trips with rich CEOs and be bought and come back and still sit on the board and make federal decisions under Supreme Court guidelines when his own wife, Jeannie Thomas, was involved with insurrection. That's wrong. And I pray that the power of God make everything right so that people can see that we need prayer. We need really serious prayer in this country, in every country. God bless. Go to www.livedeliverance.com. On the lower left-hand icon, you'll see a PayPal there. If you don't want to go there, you can go to www.livedeliverance.com and hit our GoFundMe. And whatever you give, we appreciate it. God bless you and shalom.